0: Welcome to Macedonian Postcards. My name is David Belitis. And we're your hosts for this show. It's brought to you by EaseVor Music. You can look at our website at easevormusic.com. That's spelled I Z V O R music.com. Today's podcast comes from Tetovo. And the song is Bolen Mileži Kara
1: Mustafa. I heard the song a little bit later in my life when I was 15, 17, something like that. And the song comes from Tetovo, or that's what I thought, or that's what most of the people thought and still think. First time song was recorded, introduced to the public in Macedonia by this wonderful male trio coming from Tetovo. And it's Bracha Gavrovski. At that time I think they were being called Mokri Bracha. this very, very, very unique male voice. I don't know whether the three of them were brothers or cousins, but they are connected to uh, this family tradition, singing tradition. In one of the talks, one of the previous podcasts we had, I mentioned the name of Olga Sichan and Simo Gavrovsky. A duet, your brother and sister, and he's Gavrovsky, which just tells me that this Gavrovsky trio are the same family. How they are related, I don't know. Let me just go back to this trio, Mokir who recorded this song. They record a lot of songs actually from that region, and most of their songs are kind of slow or with Gaida accompanied, because you know, most of their music is, is table music. Music which was performed at village slavas, and weddings, people sitting at the table while you know waiting for the dinner or lunch to be served. People would start singing a song, and usually that's a slow song. That's why it's called a table song. Anyway, so Drago made a beautiful recording with his two drones, cousins, or brothers, I'm sorry. And later he left Macedonia, he went to Croatia, to Zagreb, and that's where he still resides. Right? So they split up? No, no, no. He, he went to live in Zagreb. They, they, they had to split up because, you know, he had to <laughs> change his uh, residence hab- uh, location. But then his son kind of replaced him. He's just so young, you know contemporary guy, even though he's Gavrovsky, he for some reason doesn't have the same string, as we say, as his father had. So as I said, I heard this is one of the songs that I'm talking about myself, You hear once and you remember forever, and it's right there, recorded in your mind, with a couple of notes, maybe, you know, slightly different, but uh, what the heck, you know, it's just just a note, it's not a whole different melody, and besides, I've been telling all my students that you can never make, almost never make, an ornamentation exactly the same, twice. Unless you're singing a written melody, notated melody, and you go, do, mi, fa, mi, re, mi, fa, and that's how you go. I mean, that's not ornamentation. Ornament is something which comes from the inside, which is from the inner of the singer, as expression of the singer himself. I cannot make same ornaments as Vasca Ilieva. I can try to imitate her, for instance. For one thing, she's a, a woman, I'm a man. But I cannot imitate Drago, for instance. No, I cannot. I mean, he had this specific voice, for one thing, specific color of the voice, and specific way of applying ornaments into his singing. One can just make
0: a good or successful imitation, but never the same. So you sing this song and all your songs with your own specific ornamentation. That's exactly what I've been
1: trying to tell people and my students that when we try to sing a song, when when they try to learn a song, not to try to copy me 100%.
0: But that's the way that most people would feel who, secure. People who don't know the song, people who are coming from a different culture, they don't know how to apply ornamentation to a melody in Macedonian songs. But that's
1: why we're t- taking the lessons, you know. That's where we're trying to make the best approach to the song and then, you know, to express the best which is inside of you. And I keep telling people, if you are still right there, if the melody is right there, and if you, in the ornamentation, if you go one note, you know, slightly different to enrich, you know, that ornament, that's a success. It's not failure. No way. I want people, you know, to be creative in this ornamentation as
0: long as, you know, they stay within the range, you know. That's the question. The only way one can really know whether one is in the range or not is if they have a teacher who knows what the range is and can tell them whether they've gone outside of it or whether they're just fine within it.
1: Yeah, that's right. But, you know, some some students are very successful in following the instructions, more than others, actually, I should say. And I should not say that the others are unsuccessful, but that's just because, you know, they want to be perfect. They want to... Uh, have the best, you know, understanding and the best interpretation of their own, of the song. And, but there's nothing wrong with that. But they should know if they do not succeed completely, 100%, not to be so frustrated. But there's no best
0: version of a song. You might feel one way one evening and sing the song one way, and you might feel differently another evening and sing it slightly different, and that might be the perfect version for that evening. Exactly. So there are many versions. I think people are stuck and don't understand, possibly don't understand the folk process, which is that there isn't one version and it's certainly not just the recorded version of the song which is what most people here in the united states are used to because they didn't have someone like you who's singing the music live to them and then singing it again a second time differently
1: yeah this question mostly is being applied to traditional singing is village style singing the ornamentation for some reason is different in the urban singing hmm the village. The village singing is more kind of more free. You're allowed you know to put a little bit more of personal in it. Especially with this introduction of only one vowel being hold like... (laughs) You see, that just one word actually, but with a lot of ornamentation. Mm-hmm. I can go... Oi, Moriano, oy, oy, oy. See, this is a little slightly actually getting off the original, but still it's in there, mm-hmm. that oy oi, oi, oi thing most of the time... Most of the times, it's kind of personal improvisation.
0: Mm-hmm. It's freestyle,
1: basically. Freestyle of the singer. If you hear me, for instance, and if you're learning the song, you'll try to stay as closest as possible to my singing and my melody. Um, if you think you can make it completely copy paste, then you're a genius. But copy paste, it's only in you know computer technology. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm not trying to say that there's nothing you know very successfully learned. Sometimes you can learn, let's say, 95%, sometimes 90%. But it's hard to
0: say 100%. So you learned this particular song from a recording of the Gaworski group. Right. And the particular singer was named Drago? Yes. All right, now you then took the song that you heard, and you said that you only had to hear it once and you had learned it. So then did you take the, the melody and then sing it your own way? Yeah, yeah, you can say that. You can say
1: that. It's not that I don't have courage, but usually, usually I try not to sing songs which I don't think my voice would be suitable for. Mm-hmm. I've tried a couple of times to sing Taitava style songs, which are village songs, like you know from the repertoire of this uh, Mokri Bracia. I can sing the song i don't know how successful i can be in that but if i'm not happy with it you know if i'm not happy with my own interpretation i don't go in public with that what i'm trying to say is we're best in one way and we're successful in another way interpreting a melody a song
0: so you obviously must have felt successful with Very this particular, yeah, com- let me put it that Very way. Yeah, comfortable. comfortable yes, yes, with this particular song because mm-hmm. you ended up recording it, your own version of it. Exactly. Let's
1: just clarify this. It's not that I give up on that kind of songs. I love to sing those songs. But uh, I'm trying not to be copy-paste, but still I'm trying to get as close as possible to the original version because I love the original. It sounds Mm -hmm. very good. I mean, I cannot deny that. And if I cannot make it, it's not, you know, a reason to undermine the quality of the original sound. Anyway, so I'm still working on some very nice tunes and hopefully I will be able to feel comfortable enough to... Either teach these songs to my students or make recordings. It's going to be a kind of a remix because most of these recordings actually are only for the private production of Radioscopia. They're not to
0: the wide public. You mean they're not? It's a recording. A recording. They're, not, they're not available to purchase or they're not available exactly. on the internet. Yeah, only, they're only in the archives. Exactly. Oh. O- only if
1: you can hear the, you know the song in the radio programs.
0: So tell us what the meaning of this
1: song is. Kara Mustafa, that's a name, Kara Mustafa, which Kara is, in Turkish, means black. It's a common name, actually, Kara Mustafa. Why is it Kara Mustafa? Why is it black Mustafa? I don't know, but it probably has to do something with the personality of a person, you know. Kara Mustafa, that's why they they named him. I know in Greek there is Mavros, Pavlos, a person, and I would just think, you know, we don't have the Slavs, we don't have that Kara Mustafa, Kara, Cerno, black. You wouldn't name. say Tserno Mustafa, no. Mustafa or Tserno or, Mustafa? Or let's say Tserno uh, David. Mm-hmm. No, we do not have such uh, attribute or prefix to the name. The Turks do, and Kara Mustafa is, he's laying sick in bed and talking to his mother. Actually, his mother is talking to him. Who will ride your sweet horse? And he replies, let Velko, the rebel fighter, ride it. Let him ride it and let him boast about it because he's a better fighter than I am. Who's going to carry your rifle? Let Velko, the rebel you know, fighter, carry it because he's a better fighter than me. And then, you know, who's going to love your beautiful Hanuma? Bula, as we say. Bula is a Turkish wife. Let Velko, the rebel, love the Bula and boast about it because he's a better fighter than I am. So that's how it is. Rachel McFerland, who did the beautiful English translation of all of my lyrics, brought it to my attention that the original is Neka gojava toj aiduk velko, ajduk rebel fighter. I never thought you know who that velko is, but there's a Haiduk velko, which is a Serbian rebel fighter, I don't know whether he has any connection with this or not. But when she brought it up to my attention, I was thinking about it. And even I talked to her and I said, hmm, that Mustafa must have been some mean person. Why? She said that in Serbia there is a song about this Kara Mustafa guy. And I said, oh, in Bosnia, there's a Bosnian song about this Kara Mustafa too. Which is at that point I remembered, you know, kind of the movie went back, rewinded. I just remember the refrain of, of that a Bosnian version. I don't know the whole song, the whole lyric, all of the lyrics. But I know it goes Bolan more kara mustafa. the same song or not? I mean, is this the same person or not? I don't know, but it might be. Because Hajduk Velko was the fighter, you know, in Serbia. But was that Kara Mustafa a mean Turkish uh, noble which was known all over the Balkans? Probably yes, I don't know. Kind of like Ali Pasha? Yeah, it has to be, you know, kind of revealed or explored by the historians.
0: You've been listening to Macedonian Postcards brought to you by ezvormusic.com. We are your hosts David Belitas and Dragi Spasovski. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next
1: time. што бевте со